We enter the year 2022 with a nod to the sun and the equinoxes because the year 2022 is a solar year based on a solar calendar. I have no idea what this means, (laughs) but I hear the words sun and solar and the numbers 222 and I am all in. I take astrology and horoscopes and the sun and the moon and angel numbers very seriously. I don't know a ton about it, but I think it also falls in line with manifesting and feeling gratitude and those things that I tuck away in my mind are the things that continue to show up and be a part of my life. 222 is an angel number I see a lot, so without being a crazy person and putting all the unrealistic expectations on this upcoming year, I do have a good feeling and some high-ish hopes for what's in store. I was already separated and finalizing my divorce when I turned 40. It was definitely not how I saw my life turning out. I felt broken and all of a sudden very old and undesirable to myself and to others. I was in a bit of a slump, to say the least, and a girlfriend was trying to console me. She said something like, maybe this is just the hard part. Maybe you need to do this part alone, and when the girls are older and you've learned even more about yourself, it will be your time. Like, maybe when you're 50 or something. (laughs) Okay, let me just tell you, that's pretty much the worst thing that you can say to someone. I know she meant well, and we totally laugh about it now, but 50 seemed like a lifetime away, and I was just supposed to serve my kids and then wait for my life to start? Obviously not, and now here I am at 50, what the heck? And in a lot of ways, I do feel like life's beginning again. Some days I'm petrified of the years piling on top of themselves. People warned me that I'd have teenagers before I knew it, and you could not convince me of that when I had needy toddlers. But it's just another here I am because my oldest has done high school in two and a half years. I've envisioned a bit of a frightening future, empty house, me and a dog, and let's face it, probably still a cat. And I don't know how to embrace that part of the calendar flipping over. But on the other hand, I have so much to do and see, and I don't want to sit idly by waiting for the girls to be old or for me to have learned more. Maybe my friend was right. Maybe it's my time right now when I'm 50 or something. I'm Jenny B, and this is It Actually. This is It Actually. Take a sip and grab a seat, cause this is it. Happy New Year. As a kid, it's always the biggest deal in the world to try and stay up until midnight. And more often than not, I didn't make it to see the clock turn 12. But the new year always came anyway, and it had a feeling of pages turning over and starting fresh, and whether I actually did New Year's resolutions or not, there was a collective feeling of newness on January 1st. I remember when we were going from 1999 to 2000, and everyone was worried about Y2K, and I didn't really buy into it, but at the last minute, I do remember getting some extra food and maybe an extra 20 bucks out of the bank just in case. Of course, nothing happened, and I wished Happy New Year to my sister and brother-in-law and my boyfriend at the time, and we kissed and cheers, and then he and I walked back home to our apartment, and the new year started just the same as all the other ones before it. When I was in my 20s, for a bunch of years in a row, I'd be back at home, and the big New Year's Eve party was happening at Talisman Ski Resort. I think tickets were like 10 or 15 bucks, and I didn't really have to make plans with big groups. There was pretty much an unwritten guarantee that everyone would be there. So I'd head out with my three best girlfriends, and the only thing we'd think about was what to wear and where to put our money. We'd dance and drink, and it would get really sweaty, and I honestly can't even really remember that feeling of not having a care in the world. 
like not one care. I was talking to a friend on New Year's Eve and we were laughing about the fact that we didn't even really plan how we'd get home. There were only two taxi companies in town and I think they only had two taxis each, but they somehow got us all out of there safely and again, not a care in the world. I'd always get to a payphone at 12.05 to call my mom and any siblings that happened to be back at the house, and we'd yell Happy New Year, and usually other people who were at the other payphones would yell along with me, and we'd laugh and just feel completely full of happiness, and I really got to try and get part of that girl back. She was so fun. (laughs) I kissed two people at the stroke of midnight this year. Well, two people and a dog, actually. Remember the gearing up for a kiss, either with a boyfriend or girlfriend or maybe even a stranger. Can you imagine kissing a stranger now? Something about that New Year's Eve kiss that just feels a little more special than the others. I used to love making New Year's resolutions. I loved the idea of writing things down and making a big long list and scratching it off. I'm a girl who loves a to-do list, but more than that, I love actually crossing things off of it. But there were a few years where it started to become a bit disappointing. I wasn't actually getting to things, and you know how this happens. All of a sudden, June has arrived, and there's still a long list of uncrossed off stuff, and it made me feel kind of bad, actually. So I stopped doing it. Now I make a vision board, because pretty pictures and words on a cork board seems a lot less intimidating than a big old list that needs to be dealt with, and I just try to be a better person in the new year than I was in the one that passed. Do you remember how I talked about a man that I met downtown a few years back? It was in episode 78 about selfless acts, and I ended the episode by saying I hoped he was doing okay. Well, it turns out he is not. So I put that episode out on the Thursday, like always, and on the Friday, I had to go downtown to St. Mike's for an appointment, and it was kind of a weird day, and I was in a bit of a weird headspace, But I did what I needed to do, and I decided to take myself over to the Eaton Center for a little stroll around. When I left, I was walking up Shooter Street, and it was the first time that I'd seen the newly renovated Massey Hall. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a beautiful old music venue that's been in Toronto for a very long time. I've seen dozens of concerts there, and it's been closed for a few years, not only because of COVID, but also because it was getting a long overdue facelift. So I'm walking along and my head is turned completely to the right, taking in the beauty of the building, and I'm quietly hoping that I'll be back inside again soon, and as I turn my head back, I see a man laying down on the sidewalk in the exact same way that I'd seen that man who recited me his poetry all those years ago. I had four $5 bills that we were handing out that day, so I reached into my wallet to grab the last one, and as I turned around to face him, I realized it was the same man. I leaned down and he insisted on standing up, but his balance wasn't great and he was really thankful for the money and I asked him what else he needed. His speech had gotten a lot worse since the last time I saw him and it was actually really hard to understand what he was saying. I got that he was hungry and we were standing right outside of Fran's restaurant and a server saw us and came out and I asked him to get the kitchen to make him something. He knew him and put his arm around him to take him in for some food I rubbed his arm and smiled with my eyes and told him to please take care. I walked away and instantly burst into tears. I felt useless and helpless and I wondered what else I could have done and I haven't stopped thinking about him since. 2021 was a year of creativity for me. I got to continue making this podcast and I wrote and launched a whole writing workshop. I sold another round of merch and I collected a shit ton of stories. 
It was not a lucrative year in terms of money, but I stayed in my home and I slept in my cozy bed and I had people tell me that they loved me and I continued on in the best way I could. I realize how much of a blessing that is. What a gift. When you're out in the world seeing people, and I know that's a bit of a commodity these days, which also makes it harder to remember that everyone has their own thing, but I'd ask that you just try to be kind. Lay off the horn a little, open the door, take your grocery cart back, give the last five bucks in your wallet. Kindness is like this crazy, addictive, contagious thing. Once you start, the ripples become waves and it can turn a day, heck, even a year around. Let 2022 be that kind of year. Everybody has a story. I can't wait to hear yours. Hello, this is Kesley Tweed with Iron Gypsy Astrology and Coaching with your 2022 astrological forecast and look ahead. And let me tell you, there is so much to be excited about when we look ahead to 2022. But first, I want to set the stage. Let's look back at the last couple of years. So 2020, we all know 2020 and what that meant for each of us individually and collectively. In that year, we as astrologers knew it was going to be one of old ways breaking down of things that were just part of traditionally how we we did day-to-day life, how we came together as a society, the structures that rule and guide us. Those things broke down in that year, and that was part of the grand plan as we had Saturn and Pluto coming together in Capricorn. Then in 2021, we had another major transit as Saturn and Uranus were, were talking together in a square combination. And squares always ask us to make decisions. They require us to take action. They require us to grow consciously in order to move forward. And so with this one in particular, we were asked to really look at ourselves and to see new opportunities, new ways of doing things, raising our consciousness, asking bigger questions about who we are in our place in the world. So it really was a year of exploring our individuality. So lots of opening up to new opportunities these last couple of years. Now, all that being said, in 2022, it is a beautiful, exciting, inspiring energy. If you've lost anything in terms of just your faith and things going well, this is a year where we start to get that back again as we have the planet Jupiter that has moved into the sign of Pisces. Now, what does that mean for us? Jupiter is a planet of good fortune, of blessings, of opportunity, as I said. And when it's in the sign of Pisces, it can best express its blessings. It is a great opportunity for flow, to trust the universe and to trust that you're being supported, to do things like law of attraction and manifesting versus forcing things along. So really embracing the flow and the opportunity and believing that you are being guided and supported. And when we set our heart in that space, we will be rewarded. So be open to receive the abundance and the blessings. If you can find Pisces in your birth chart, that particular area of your chart can show us where you can anticipate some blessings. If that's something I can help you with, I'd love to sit down and do a reading for you. A couple of other key transits that we want to talk about this year. 
So first of all, we started the year with a new moon in the sign of Capricorn on January 2nd. This, I think, is beautiful. When we start with a new moon that close to the beginning of the year, we know that the universe is asking us and supporting us in setting those new goals and intentions. In particular, in the sign of Capricorn, that is about goals. It is about commitment to those goals and the long-term vision. So now is really the time, if you haven't made a commitment of what you want to create in 2022, now is the time. We are also moving through a Venus retrograde and retrogrades are the energy of re. You may have heard about Mercury retrograde. Number one, Venus, this, this is the retrograde that's occurring through the end of January, January 29th. We are being asked to connect on a heart level to those things that are most important to us. So we are re-looking at, redoing, reviewing, revitalizing, re-energizing things like our relationships, what we value, what we value about ourselves, our own self-worth, how we make money, how we create abundance in our lives, in our projects. So if you've been feeling like things around those categories of life have been coming up recently, that is divine, right? You're being asked to redo, revitalize, relook at some of those specific things, and then things will become more clear and you will be even more grounded and rooted in what is most important to you, what you value and what you love, and even more stable in all different types of relationships in our lives. Toward the end of the year, we're gonna have another retrograde in late October. And this is more of the divine masculine energy. So Venus being the divine feminine, Mars is about taking action and where we direct our energies. It's more of an opportunity to look at that inner drive and where we're going to be applying conscious action in our lives. And then finally, so we're actually going to be moving into eclipses in a new part of the sky. And eclipses are much like new moons and full moons. However, they are amplified energy, right? So they are those karmic endings and the new beginnings that help us to align with our destiny. So this year we're going to have eclipses in a new part of the sky being Taurus and Scorpio. These will be occurring in the months of April and May and October and November. And we're going to be called to release old stuck emotions that are not serving us. That deep sense of healing that might need to occur is going to be calling to us this time. For those of us who are willing to do that healing, who are willing to release a fresh breath of abundance, creating more pleasure in our lives. So we will stop putting our focus on things that for too long have not been serving us. We're going to open to new opportunities to create a better physical reality. So that is the look ahead for the year. Now, one thing I would say in terms of really key times to be aware of, and we've talked about manifesting, we're going to have a key transit. April is going to be a very big month, specifically on April 12th, we're going to have Jupiter in Pisces conjunct Neptune. This is a dreamy, magical kind of energy. I think there's going to be blessings galore during the month of April. So if you're planning any sort of launch or event or anything big, I think April is a really great time to set our sights on. Have a magical, amazing year in 2022. Lots of blessings coming your way. This is a tip, actually. Yeah, so I don't really do New Year's resolutions. It's too scary to set myself up for failure. And not that I would ultimately fail, but the possibility is there and I'm not starting a new year out on odds. But I do like to do a few things to just get myself set up and sorted and ready to invite new days into my life. I set my intentions. I like to write a bunch of things down on small pieces of paper and fold them up and put them in a pile and then I burn them. 
There's something about the act of it that gives me a little peace and maybe just being able to see things written out and then letting them go so the universe can absorb it and decide what comes back to me and what doesn't. Well, it just kind of feels good. I also love the idea of a want box, or maybe it sounds nicer to say wish or hope box, but whichever way, the idea is that you write out all the things you want or the things that you're hoping for in the coming year and you put them into a little box. It can be things you're working towards or maybe even giant fantasies that you can't possibly fathom how they're going to come into your life, but you want them and gosh darn it, you're going to have them. And the last thing I would say is to start thinking about how we can give back and give kindness all throughout the year. That shit is contagious and it makes everyone feel good and the world is what it is. We know what it is and boy oh boy, everyone needs it now more than ever. Compassion and gentleness and empathy and actual giving of time or money or food or love will never not be the right path to a beautiful journey. I want to say thank you to Kesley for that amazing reading about 2022. You can find her on Instagram at Iron Gypsy Life. She does astrology readings, plus she's a life coach and Reiki master, and you'd be wise to follow along or reach out if you're looking for alignment or light or just any of the good things really. My online writing workshop now has 12 people enrolled, and it's just been so fun and awesome to get started with everybody that's jumped in. It's a 20-day workshop that you do at your own pace, but there's a writer's group on Facebook where everyone can chat and share their writing and ask questions, and I love the connection that's happening over there. If this sounds like something you'd like to start your year with, you can find more details and sign up at thisisitactually.com. I have some really fun and big news. This Is It Actually, the podcast is being turned into This Is It Actually, the digital TV series for Bell 5-1. It's really crazy, and I don't think I've totally wrapped my head around it just yet. But as season two of the podcast comes to a close, I'll not only be working on season three, but I'll also be planning and producing and directing and casting and hosting the video version of it. I'll give more details as I have them, but I'll be shooting in the Barrie and Kitchener-Waterloo area, so if you know someone that just has to tell me their story and who would be amazing on camera, please send them my way. Okay, that's it for season two. Oh my goodness. My heart is full, and I am so grateful. I'll be back in March with season three, and I've already lined up some pretty amazing topics and guests. If you have a story you think I should hear, please let me know. I'm always on the hunt, of course, and I cannot do this podcast without the story, so I would love you to be in touch. Keep following my Instagram at thisisitactually, and if you haven't, sign up for my newsletter at thisisitactually.com for all the things I'm up to and lots of fun recommendations and book quotes and just Jenny B kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm running a brand new giveaway starting next Thursday, and it's pretty epic, so keep your eyes out for that. Thanks for your time today and always. Now go say something nice to someone. This is it, actually. Take a sip and grab a seat. Cause this is it.